Welcome to our sermon podcast here at City of Light Anglican Church. We are a new church in Aurora, Illinois, finding a new day in Jesus. We want to see the light of Jesus rise and shine in our hearts, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Whenever our team and group and kids and worship leaders gather together, we always start uh, in prayer and, and talking to one another and saying, where do you see God working? Where have you seen the Holy Spirit moving in City of Light and in your life and in your house? And then we just tell Holy Spirit stories. And it is always so encouraging. So I asked uh, Casey and Abby to share a couple stories. Casey's one of our preaching and pastoral leaders. Abby's uh, going to be one of our kids, uh, City Kids leaders this fall. So would you share just, uh, Abby, where you've been seeing the Lord working? Well, I'm Abby Arnold. Justin's my husband. We have four children, for those of you that don't know us. I think actually all of you know us. Um, Sure. So we started attending City of Light early this year, and around Easter time, we uh, volunteered to help with canvassing our neighborhood. We live right in the neighborhood by the school. And so um, I guess God has been working in our family and kind of calling us to worship and serve the Lord as a family. And sometimes it's hard to figure out how does, what does that look like? How do you pan that out and make it happen? And uh, that's, I think, a way that City of Light has really ministered to us and grown our family, um, helping us find a new day in Jesus as a family, finding ways to serve him together and worship him together. So canvassing the neighborhood was a really neat experience for us to be in our neighborhood with our neighbors. Uh, It was really beautifully warm that week, so we got to talk to a bunch of the neighbors and one family was having a barbecue in their front yard, and they asked us to stop, and we exchanged names and talked for a while, and it was just really neat. And as we were walking, I know for me personally, I felt like I could sense how much the Lord loved these people. Amen. And it was growing in my heart how much I love them, too. It was just really a Holy Spirit thing. And... Um, the kids were so excited. We walked blocks and blocks, and it took us a couple different nights to do it, and they never complained. They just were really excited, and it was just the joy of the Lord in our hearts to be, it was just right, really right, and um, to celebrate through Holy Week and see what the Lord was doing at City of Light, and just that joy in celebrating Christ's death and resurrection. And um, so then this summer, we got to have the kids camp in our backyard so we canvassed for that again and then we did the prayer walk some of you were there right in our neighborhood just all of it was so so neat to see how God loves these children loves our neighbors and for us to play a very small part in that and um, I guess one highlight for me from the kids camp was there is an Iraqi child that we have befriended thanks to World Relief right in our neighborhood And he came to the kids' camp, and he would talk to me afterwards about the Bible stories. And he's Muslim, so he would just be shocked. Like, Adam and Eve, I never heard about them, so God created them early on, huh? And um, (laughs) and since then, he has told me he wants to become a Christian. Now, I think for him, it could be more of a cultural thing. He wants, But I think the Holy Spirit is working in his heart and the heart of his family, which is really exciting to see. So... 
Um, it's just been really neat how the Lord has worked in our home and drawn us together as a family. And Jesus has given us his love more and more for our neighbors and our community. And um, we're really thankful for City of Light for giving us these opportunities. Thank you for sharing that. I know that we, uh, as a City of Life family, are really grateful for the Arnolds as well. (laughs) And all the serving that they are doing. We're so grateful that you guys have found us. Um, You know, uh, as uh, I'm just anticipating the weekend coming up, and we are, uh, this school year, our family has decided that we are going to be very diligent about trying to incorporate uh, Sabbath keeping into our family. And, uh, you know, challenged by the, the words of, of Trevor and some of the teachings that we've had and just this really high value of this tradition. Um, and all of the kids are on board with that. And I think a lot of that, when I pitched this idea near the end of the summer, I think a lot of it had to do with the formation that came from our study of the Psalms. Uh, I tried to make it an engaging opportunity for the family and really and try to encourage without being, you know, guilt tripping them and that sort of thing. And so... Uh, when we did the, the psalm uh, reading schedule, uh, I had signs up around the house, and I invited the kids and tried to make a little uh, interactive, you know, they could write questions on post-it notes. I think Eric is the only one who actually posted a question, but uh, the opportunity was there. And what was really remarkable about the whole psalm reading experience was uh, watching how each of the kids took ownership of it in a really unique and personal way. Um, Therese, uh, who doesn't really enjoy reading so much, uh, on many occasions I saw her up in her room with her Kindle, uh, listening to uh, the Psalms on the, the Bible app. Uh, Evelia, who is very artistically inclined, uh, took it upon herself to really pray, read the Psalms prayerfully to try to capture a particular image and invite the Lord to give her an image that she then started um, illustrating some of the psalms. Um, and it was really rewarding because over the summer we feel like the Lord has given her maybe uh, a little bit of clarity about the ministry opportunities that he's calling her to as she's you know, beginning her junior year of high school and looking towards making some plans for, for college and things. And so uh, as the Lord has cultivated this creativity and art for her, we feel that she might be finding a career path. Um, Satoda was just so diligent. You know, she's, she's a very schedule-oriented sort of individual. And uh, just watching her get excited about reading the Psalms, um, sometimes reading it with one of us, doing a you know, passage at a time, and watching her really develop as a reader was very rewarding. Uh, and, and the same with Carter. Um, I remember a couple of opportunities where we got to sit on uh, our swing in the back and read some Psalms together. But perhaps the, the most vivid experience of the whole Psalm experience was the, the, the one day early in the reading schedule, and and Carter and I were reading in his Easy Reader translation, um, and uh, there was a a psalm about about anxiety, and and the the psalmist was talking about how he felt his his heart beating within him, and the anxieties rising up and drowning him, and Carter's like reading these psalms, and he starts crying, and just buried his head in my chest and just, you know, was shaking with tears. And um, we just had a really powerful moment, I think, of, of seeing how God's word can speak to us and how Carter was able to see God's goodness. Um, you know, he, he has struggled with anxiety and he has struggled with his heart um, issues. And uh, it's been, it was a really um, special moment for me as a father to watch him come to this, you know, this sort of purifying, kind of crying out some of his stress and fear. Uh, and so 
it was a really rewarding experience for us to engage in that as a family. Um, and uh, so I just wanted to testify to God's goodness that his word does exactly what it says it will do. Uh, it overcomes our fears. It, it brings us closer together as a family, as, as a organic family, but also as a church family. I just wanted to testify to his greatness for that. Amen. Thanks, Casey. Let's read uh, the Bible together. This is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty He who has ears, let him hear. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned but gather the wheat into my barn. The word of the Lord. I love that um, all the people were standing on the beach for the teaching. That sounds nice. We should try that sometime. As we begin this year, we want to begin in prayer because we want to build our house upon the rock that is Jesus, our ministry upon the rock that is Jesus. And so I want to look at three parables. Three parables tonight. The first parable is this, to be good ground. It's an invitation to be good soil. There's four types of soil where the seed falls. And as you come tonight to worship and pray, which one describes the soil of your life? Where are you at this fall? Are you uh, like the soil that's trampled down? It's grown so hardened that it can't receive the word of the kingdom that is Jesus? Are you like the soil that has rocks and so there's rocks that get in the way of the seed coming up that don't let it be sustained? Maybe those rocks are pain or grief or doubt, addiction, sin, trauma. Are there rocks in your life that make it hard for the seed to fully come up? Are there thorns that come and get in the way? Jesus later, when he explains this, he says the thorns are the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. 
Are there thorns of distraction, thorns of idols that you're chasing after, that you're prioritizing ahead of the word of Jesus? This first parable, the invitation is to be good soil that receives the word of the kingdom. And you can receive the word of the kingdom. You can receive it into your life. You can receive the gospel and it can grow and it can bear fruit. Maybe you need to pray, Lord, soften the trampled soil. Lord, remove the rock. Maybe the Lord would even tonight give you a picture of what that is. An understanding that you haven't had. Lord, I give up the thorns. They seem more powerful than the roots, but you can uproot them. I'll let you. You have my permission. We can pray, Lord, make me good soil to receive your word. As we begin this year, accept the invitation of this first parable, the invitation of the Lord to meet him and be changed in his word, in his scriptures. Maybe, um, maybe this summer you got into the Psalms a little bit and it just kind of whet your appetite. And then somewhere along the line, you're like, 150, woo! Um, you can get into the Bible again right now. You can come to it again. To be good ground, to accept that invitation to be good soil, you can ask the Lord, give me a heart for your word. That is a prayer that Jesus loves to answer. Lord, make me hungry for the Bible. You can pray that prayer. The second parable. In the first, the invitation is to be good soil. And and so we are the soil. But here in the second way of reading it, we are the sowers. We're the ones who are scattering the word of Jesus. Some will accept the word of Jesus. Some will reject it. They get to decide what kind of soil they are. Paul tells us later that it's God who gives the growth, but we are called to scatter the seed. So where are you sowing the good seed of the gospel? If the first parable's invitation is to be good soil, then this parable's invitation is to sow good seed. One seed of healing that falls in our life Jesus says, can become a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. One seed that we receive in good soil, we can then sow. We're not responsible for the results. We are responsible for the sowing of the good seed. That's what it means to follow Jesus, to invite others to follow him. We talk about our disciple making a city of light with three different Keys starts with that prayer of, Lord, make me good soil. Lord, give me your heart. Make me soil that reproduces. And then it's about a planting. What does that planting look like for you? Is it a spiritual conversation? Is it cultivating new friendships? Is it asking to pray for someone who doesn't even know the Lord yet and know what prayer is? Is it studying the Bible with someone? Is it prayer walking your neighborhood and feeling the Lord like Abby talked about, change your heart and give you a heart. It's letting him bring divine Holy Spirit encounters that you weren't even planning on, like Mark shared about. What, what is the planting? Are we, we ready for that? We're sowers of seed, but we're sowers of good seed. In the parable of the weeds, 
There's two types of seeds. Now, there are so many things we can give our lives to. There are so many places we can invest our time and our energy and our hearts. But Jesus says in the end, there's two types of seed. One that grows wheat and one that grows weeds. Are you sowing good seed? Are you sowing the seeds of the gospel? Is that where you're investing your life? Be good soil, sow good seeds. Because he says he's going to gather the weeds. And he's going to bind them into bundles. And he's going to throw them into the fire. Jesus explains what he means a little further on. In verse 40 he says, Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now we know that Jesus' heart is that none would perish. But we also know that he will come to judge evil and remove sin. I was so moved as Casey prayed and I've, I've felt this weighing down this week of hurricane after hurricane and racial tension in our country and lack of compassion for those who are vulnerable widows and orphans and refugees and we weep for those realities. We must weep for those who have never had the seed of the kingdom of Jesus sown in their hearts, who've never had the opportunity to receive that. That's got to break our hearts. It breaks Jesus' heart. We must weep for the loss for neighbors and family members and co-workers and strangers We've never heard the word of Jesus. We've never heard that at the end he will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. What seeds are we sowing? Are we sowing good seeds? Has our heart been good soil? Last winter the kids and I read Little House on the Prairie and there was this several chapters in a row that was all about them sowing their seed. Um, and everyone goes out and does it together. It's not just like one farmer off by himself in a field. It's like the whole family and they go grab neighbors and all the adults are teaching the kids how to furrow the ground, how to prepare the soil, how to take each kind of seed and plant it in a unique way sometimes with fertilizer there under the ground with them, and then how to tend the crop and care for it and bring it to the harvest. And they get everyone together and they go out across the field and they all line up at the beginning of the row and then they all walk down their row and they all move to the next one so they can cover as much ground as they can. They can sow as much seed as they can so that they can have enough harvest at the end of the summer to make it through the winter. I want us to imagine City of Light like that. Can you imagine our church like that? We all go out to the field together. We all spread out at the beginning of the rows. And every kid old enough to walk is there with us. 
And we've called every neighbor we can who will come and take part in the sowing of the seeds. And we've got the seeds. We know it. It's the word of God. We've, we've got it there. And we, we're learning how to put it in the ground. And, oh, here's the soil. How do we prepare it? And how do we tend it? And how do we plant it? And, and we try to plant as many seeds as we can to cover as much ground as we can. To sow good seed, we pray, Jesus, give us a heart for your world. To be good soil, we pray, Jesus, give us a heart for your word. To sow good seed, we pray, Jesus, give us a heart for your world. Those are the first two parables. The third parable comes not from Jesus, but from a source almost as sacred. It's from the movie The Sandlot. If you know the Sandlot, it's about this ragtag group of boys who love to play baseball and get into all sorts of hijinks that upon watching it many, many years later is not as G-rated as I remembered in my head. But um, Scotty Smalls is new to the neighborhood. He wants to play baseball with these other kids, but he's never done it before. He's not super coordinated. He's not very good, and the other kids just... Every time he makes an error, it's, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. So the leader, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, that was my nickname when I was younger too. He tells Smalls to just head out to left field, and he walks out there with him, and he goes, just put your glove up like this, and don't move. And he runs back to home, and he tosses up the ball, and he hits it, and he's aimed it perfectly, and it goes, and he's like, he's not even looking at it, but he catches it, and he can't even believe it. And all the other kids are like, all right, okay, he can play. And from then on, he's part of the team, and he's a ball player. He's taken the field. We can get in the field. We can just go get in the field, and we can stick out our glove, and we can let the Holy Spirit do the rest. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have everything figured out. We don't ever have to have done it before. We can be uncoordinated in our sowing. We can be inexperienced in our sowing. But we can just take the field, stick out our glove, and let the Lord do the rest. We can let him be our teacher. We can be a part of the team. And everyone in the church is invited to be a part of the team. Everyone who receives the word can sow the word. That's what the word does in us. It, it, it teaches us how to do that. There are no bench warmers in the church. We're headed into our third year as City of Light. What would it look like if this year, every single person who would say, this is my home, I have found a home in this church, would also say, I'm on the team, I'm going to stick out my glove. I'm a disciple maker. I'm a a new day, new home, new heart finder. If all a hundred of us at City of Light spent the next ten years running onto the field whenever we can, sticking out our glove every chance we get, asking the Lord to make us good soil, 
Asking the Lord to help us sow good seed. To give us a heart for his word, a heart for our world. If a hundred of us spent the next ten years doing that, giving our life to that, letting all the rocks get taken out of the way, saying no to all the thorns, what kind of harvest would the Lord bring? Thanks for listening to this podcast from City of Light Anglican Church. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at cityoflightanglican.org. And now, may the light of Jesus scatter the darkness from before your path.